on last week's Irrevelations. You can be like, maybe, I don't know, one of the greatest comedians of all time. And then you do a little bit or a lot of rape. And then, you know, all of a sudden your name is tarnished. This is almost like saying, look, if you did something awful, don't run from the police. Don't hide. You know, just stay where you are. We'll be lenient. And it's very obviously not true. He's going to kill the cook who made that gazpacho. Yes, well, you know, if a man falls from a building, then he should have had a ladder. I guess. A feast is made for laughter. Wine makes life merry. And money is the answer for everything. As you do not know what is the way of the wind, or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. We know both of those things now. We do now, yeah. Let us hear the the conclusion of the whole matter fear god and keep his commandments for this is man's all for god will bring every work into judgment including every secret thing whether good or evil before we turn to the word i would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. The more I hear about this Brian Laundry guy, the less I like him. You know? Yeah. What? Well, it's kind of sus. Any guy that does laundry, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Don't you have a woman for that? Oh wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's, that's that's actually a better joke than what I was going to get into. It's like, you know, like, what's your name? My name is Ryan Smith because my ancestors were Smiths. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. And, they're like, and you're John Carpenter because your father was, you're, you come from a long line of carpenters. Like, yeah. Like, and what what did your family do? And he's like, you know, uh, Brian bitch, Laundry. bitch stuff, you know. Like, my dad, uh, my dad was a huge fucking pussy. That's what I'm trying to say. So he did a lot of laundry. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe. He was a, I come from a long line of simps. Maybe he's matrilineal, like maybe he's Jewish and it's matrilineal. Yeah, that's how, that's how, that's how it works. Then it's cool. Uh, no, I uh, so I uh, so the 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 news is this is that while they were looking, so they just found Brian Laundrie's body. Apparently, yeah. he killed himself a while ago, and did it in a part of a state forest that he liked uh. to camp in. Okay. I guess it's, it's, it's really sus- it's really suspicious because his family was like, "Yeah, you should go over here and look." I, that's where I would look if I were him, you know. Sure. Which is dark if they knew that he killed himself in the woods. I don't know, but it looks like he killed himself, yeah. and the area that he was in got flooded and then ripped apart by like gators or fish or whatever, you know. So all they Probably have left those. is like all they have left is skeletal remains and dental records to kind of map it. Yeah, that's not what bothers me. Okay, what bothers me is that while looking for his remains, the police are scouring the forest. They're scouring everything. They're looking at all the shallow graves in the in town, and they have just found a litany of bodies from missing pa- pa- uh, persons cases. Nice. Apparently, the woods were just stuffed with so bodies. If they, were, if they had just gone out looking every now and then, 
They would have well, closed that's not all what bothers spaces. me. That's not what bothers me. He- okay. Here's why I don't like Brian Laundry because he's selfish. Okay, he's that guy who everyone's kind of skirting the rules and yeah. kind of laying low, and then he's got to fly too high. He's got to get too close to the sun, and now everyone gets in trouble. And then you know, now now none none of us can have fun. Right? Yeah. I wonder how many people are going to get convicted off of evidence found at these That's what I'm bodies. saying. You got all these Florida serial killers who've been laying low, killing indigenous people, people of color, runaways, prostitutes. Yeah. You know, you know, they're nobodies. not they're, they're they're going after the nobodies. And then Brian yeah. Laundry has to kill a pretty white girl, which ev- obviously everyone wants to do that, but we don't. I mean, I mean they don't. Because that would attract too much attention, you know? Yeah. He's like the kid that reaches for too much candy in the jar, gets his hand stuck. Now no one gets candy. Now no one gets candy. You know, he, yeah. he's the kid that everyone's been just stealing one cookie at a time, you know? And yeah. then he goes over there and eats a whole cake. And now yeah. there's a padlock on the pantry. On the and, yeah, and you're just like, well, we were all... Doing our own thing, getting away with it, stuffing the woods full of runaways yeah. for decades and decades and decades. And then one guy has to fucking fly off the handle and strangle uh, somebody that America cares about. Well, and this is why over. I get mad when people say defund the police. Because if we defunded the police, who's going to find these corpses in the woods decades after they die? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? If we defund the police, who's going to solve crimes Decades after, the, after the, uh, after the uh, perpetrator is dead, how are we? <laughs> how, if we defund the priests, uh, the, if we defund the police, who's going to catch the rapist after the DNA evidence finally gets tested fifty years later? You know, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, this ninety-year-old guy raped a bunch of people in California. I, I, should we?" That's just like, yeah, he's go. he's yeah, almost done. He's he's just yeah, whatever. You know, well, well he can't hurt nobody. <laughs> he's just, you know. But uh, yeah, so I'm really bothered by it. It just, it just, it's just greedy, you know. I remember a guy at my work. Uh huh. We didn't used to have to clock off for lunch, you know. It was just a sort of you were supposed to, but I, uh, I see where this is going. And yeah. then some asshole brought in a waffle maker <laughs> and just started making waffles, and it just got into the AC unit, and then all of a sudden the the, the whole warehouse just smells of waffles. And then finally, like, all these complaints about delicious waffle smells permeating the workplace, you know, because he would just make waffles every hour, you know. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden now it's, oh, no cooking in the break room, blah, 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 blah. Real fucking asshole that guy was, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see why anyone's mad that the place smelled like waffles, but sure. That's what I said. I said, why is everyone getting angry at, I mean, the guy, you know. I was was like, why is everyone doing I can't make some fucking waffles, you know. It's a tough world out there. Yeah, um, but it's just it's just e- e- greedy. It's the fat yeah. kid breaking in, ruining Do you it for think everybody. they'll actually solve any cases off of it though? Probably not, right? I thought they I don't know if they'll solve any murders from it, but they definitely were like I think they've already identified like hey, we've closed some missing cases or some missing yeah. persons cases. Whether yeah. or not I, – I'm sure they'll still be – because they're just probably all tuckered out from all that hiking that they'll probably be like, yeah, I mean, probably this bitch was murdered, but ugh, I'm tired. That's true. I mean, I even though the that. dogs did all the work, it takes a lot of work to tell a dog what to do. So. <laughs> What's weird is they should probably just have like a um, like a dog walking volunteer service to yeah. just take a corpse dog through the woods. Just, once just a, you know. Once a month. Once a Maybe month. Maybe once a quarter. Once a quarter. Every season. Hell, once a year. Still well, no, I like better the idea than... of doing it every season. Because, you know, you get 
different things might be coming oh, up and down right. with water levels and what have you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think, smells. I think head of summer, you know, what's the, I mean, not that we have that here, but I'm assuming in some places you got to wait for the spring thaw. Yeah. To unearth some of the corpses. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's safer to go out into the woods in the winter in Florida. Mm, you know, there's snakes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, speaking of snakes, okay. the United States Postal Service. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. I know we, we started talking about this earlier, but then we, we we broke it up. So something something you, okay. you hate the government now. You're going to take them down. No, I love the government. I mm. think that this is all part of the plan because isn't the post office postmaster general is Trump's right? I'm pretty sure it's still I, in place. I know that he was specifically like ordered to resign, but I don't know if that went through yet. I feel like I would have heard that. I think he's still running the show. The one that was like deliberately tra- yeah. like defunding right during the election, like oh I don't know man. And they've targeted us. They're gang stalking us. First off, oh, really? they walk by my house every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wearing okay. their fucking uniforms. Like I'm not gonna notice. No, I know. Uh, I know the post office is fucking bad news. First, I mean, because I'll like find like their shit in my house sometimes. Yeah, you know, I'll just be like, I'm like, whose fucking shirt is this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> Cool. Sometimes I'll come home, huge shit in the toilet. And I'm like, I can't even fucking, I can't even shit that big. I can't poop that big. Uh, you know, what kind of a fucking Cadillac of a man can dump a load like this? It looks like yeah. someone tried to flush a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's where they were. Did they in eat more cardboard? Serious, is that what they did? More serious news. Here's what okay. they're doing to us. Okay. Now, Sierra, you know, has her Patreon. She sends out monthly, uh, little packages to people that subscribe. They get little stationery and cards and posts, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. So she's obviously going to be cutesy about it. She makes nice envelopes. Like, she hand hand letters the envelopes with the person's name and, like, uses... Usually she'll have, like, a colored situation going on. Like, it's not just a black pen. Right. No, look not nice. just a black pen. Not like, not like fucking loser shoes. Got it. Well, no, it's just like I'm saying she puts like a lot of work into it and makes them pretty, right? It's some it's detail. Great. It's cool. Work. People it's... like, you know, it adds to the personal touch of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, that someone puts that effort into an, just an envelope. So anyway. It hasn't been says, rubbed on the taint of a Chinaman correct. before being sent down. I don't know if you can say Chinaman. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> she sends these out to people and suddenly and she's done it for years and years. And she's always still very leg- legible, even though it's, like, artsy. And suddenly we get here, and they start coming back to us. Like, uh, the first time we got three of them back, and it's, like, not enough stamps. And she's like, no, I wait. She has a fucking scale that she uses and everything and knows exactly how to. She's been doing it forever. And so she goes down to the post office, and she's like, hey, what right. the fuck's this? And they're like, yeah, uh, sorry, <clears throat> you're right. There weren't enough stamps. She's like, I they're like, I don't know. Someone in the back must have been having a bad day, had an off day. And they're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's how mail works. Yeah, I mean, uh, it can federal, happen. It's not. Yeah, he was probably just he was on his period. You know how yeah. guys can have periods now. Yeah, old Rob back there. So, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, <laughs> like a week goes by. <laughs> All right, I'll let you. I'll let you have your laugh. Man, you are <laughs> pleased as punch. <laughs> Ever since Robert's hysterectomy, he's been a real bitch. Yeah, okay. That's good. So, a week goes by, and we get another one back. Okay. And this time it says, uh, insufficient address. 
and I'm serious out of town for this one, and I'm looking at it, and it's just not true. Like, what? it's a whole fucking address of her friend that she sent me a letter to. Don't have no clue. Go back down. They're like, oh, yeah, sorry. You know, it's a mix-up. So then, the next day, we get another one back, and it's just torn in half. And it's like, yeah, sorry. (laughs) And written on it is like, arrived at post office this way. But I saw Sierra drop it in the little post office box at the post office, like in the slot. Someone clearly just tore it in half. And they're just like, no, not today. She's somehow made an enemy. I think it's someone that just hates joy. Right. Hates happiness, sees the like nice cover, and just gets right. pissed off. Yeah, how dare anyone like just just wanting to destroy beauty? You know, I don't I don't know what the deal is. I mean, one time it's a fluke. Two times, mighty suspicious. You know Three what we times. need to do? <laughs> we we got to get the postmaster general involved. That's what I've. That's anytime I see this kind of shit on Reddit, they got to do an audit, like tearing up the mail. Psh. Or we could just defund the postman. And we could defund the I think that Why are you guys using USPS anyway? Isn't UPS sexier? Uh, I think it's way easier. You can, like, print your own shit. Like, she has it all streamlined. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Look like I know the answer to that kind of shit. There, I, I, I bet you. I bet you. So here's what we do. You and me. Okay. We we dress up as postmen, you know. We we make our faces look mentally handicapped, you know. We yeah. put on their goofy little shorts, you know. And we kind of just yeah. like walk in with our crip walk style, you know. Oh, you already yeah. got it down, but I I'll already have to have figure that. it out. Thank yeah, you. yeah. And we'll yeah. walk in there. We'll fucking the the we'll we'll shit our fucking pants, you know. So we blend in, and then we'll go in there. We'll just look for whoever the fuck's doing this. And I I would bet anybody that there is just some kind of fuck. Like, well, it will be obvious. Like, there's yeah. just gonna be a bunch of guys in their sixties with IQs in their low nineties. And then there's going to be one guy in the back just covered in, like, self-harm scars and, like, emo <laughs> hair, you know? He's just like, Aah! That's him. We'll have found him. He'll yeah, just be okay. squatting over like the fucking sorting machine so he can fart on packages. So you think you and I should do, like, a sting? Yeah. Yeah, like an Not a sting, it's more like a, uh, what's the term? Infiltration. Okay. We'll go well, we do need to catch this guy, I think, you know? He can't, it's not, the, the streets this, aren't safe. This can't go on. Yeah, because someone's gonna, if you don't respect male, there's no way you respect females. This guy's probably That's... a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm just probably. extrapolating the obvious. Yeah, he, from he, this. listen, I'm just saying if we find honestly, and I, I, I'm gonna, I don't know how deep it could go, but I'm willing okay. to bet that once we start pulling this thread, at the end is a woman chained in a basement. I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. What's that guy who had all the girls in the basement? He's it's him. He was probably a postal worker. Well, there was. Uh, you're not talking about like uh, Amy Smart, right? Yeah. No, one, there was the one with three women. One. Oh, where he like impregnated one of them and then like raised the kid and then like raped that one too or some shit. Probably. Yeah, uh, definitely a, uh, a uh, <laughs> kid detective type scenario. Yeah. Oh, Ariel Castro. Ah. Uh, Right. That guy, yeah, he had. It was in Cleveland. He had three women in his basement. That takes effort. That's. A, I mean, I've got one, and that's pretty bad. <laughs> I can't imagine three, and they don't want to be there. I'm sure that makes it only harder. Right. Just giving at- yourself grief. Go get a fucking. Go to the corner. 
get tugged off by some guy under the bridge, whatever, like whatever you need to do to expel your horny, don't put three people in your basement. <laughs> I do have a question, and this is this is probably the last thing we'll get to before we have to to, to get to the actual episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. There's like talks of legalizing prostitution. Uh, they're not talked very loud or hard. I do it a lot, but uh, yeah, 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 obviously. Uh, you know, uh, my question is is that if prostitution were legal. We're safe, legal, and convenient. Yeah, and not rare. Um, how much serial killing do you think would decrease? That's a good question. I mean, I guess you could probably look at like Europe. Is there an answer? To, like, is, do we know? Uh, that's a good question. Because, like, I wonder, like, if because there's a lot of incels, right? We yeah. know this, and they'll talk all day long about how it's impossible to find a girlfriend. How they're in their mid forties and they've never fucked, you know. And yeah, but uh, I don't think a rage. whore fix. I don't think prostitutes fix the incel problem. I don't think they've tried. I think that's the problem. They need to just fucking okay, do that's it. That's fair. That's you fair. know. Just we get- haven't. Tr- we haven't tried government mandating. Of <laughs> <laughs> they need to add it to the welfare. I, I swear, if Biden was like, okay, universal basic income, fine, but also UBP, universal basic pussy. Yeah, yeah, naturally. You just you just sign up. You know they test your dick. You know they're like, "Yep, this has not touched another human in the last twenty four months." It's hard to imagine how someone would turn this down. You know, yeah, this all adds up. You get a free coupon. I have a. I I don't want to. I went down a really dark part of the internet. Hell yeah! I I I don't want to like. uh, Brian Laundry, this and like blow it up for other people, but uh, yeah, too late. I, I I was on this. Uh, I was on, I was on a AMA thread that was prostitutes, okay. and just just I I don't know. One of my favorite things is business process because I'm a fucking nerd. Yeah, but true. I I love just loving. I love how people fa- uh, handle business processes, but especially in like the. Um, niche parts of our economy you know like the interconnected economy of child porn is a fascinating thing about how like guys like the rarity of like oh i've got this one i got that one you know like pokemon cards yeah like pokemon cards only it's super duper fucked but you know they're they're like they're like that's a goat fucking a four-year-old that's that's like worth three kids sleeping naked you know when you get it yeah great (laughs) (laughs) but um but anyway, but like prostitutes talking about how they like vet clients and like uh, trying to find venues, you know, and uh, appointment protocols and reservations and blah, 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 you know. Sure. Um, but anyway, but apparently here in Orlando, sex trafficking capital of the world, it, you could just go to any massage parlor. They'll just suck your dick. Like it's like it's like huh. ordering a hamburger. So I've this? heard. I've, oh. I've not. But, you know. I mean, if it's really that convenient, if there was a drive-through option, this is what I've been arguing: is that I think happy endings should potentially, like, we should reduce prostitution to the level where happy endings are like part I'm of sorry. every service. That's, but I don't think this works at all because the what was it, North Carolina shooter? Okay, the guy that killed all the Asian guys, girls. Oh yeah, but I think he got banned. That was his whole thing: is he got kicked out? Yeah, but they're they're gonna get kicked out. Oh, like what part, that, I'm sure it was for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> like it probably wasn't because he was smelled weird. It was no. probably because he was like, I don't know, rapey or something. Creep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was just thinking if I could just order like an Uber Eats, be like, all right, yeah, let me get 15 pounds of Arby's, 
And then the guy's like, okay, where's my tip? I'm like, you got to earn it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just blowing me in the fucking front porch. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's a great that's a great place for America to get to if we could. We're on our yeah. way. Yeah. I, 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 uh, this is the last thing, but I, I, I forgot. Wait, we I, still I, have to talk about the Holocaust thing, but yeah. Or uh, we can save that for the end. Holocaust. That's important to me. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll save it for the end. How about that? We'll okay, the okay. We're, we're hitting the time limit here. Uh, but um, I, I was thinking that it would be funny. I, that, that guy that shot up those um, Asian massage parlors, that was kind of an odd. That was a while ago. But yeah. I, I think what I think would have been, like, when I fantasize about it, when I think about that, I just imagine him getting kicked out because he thought they were happy indie massage parlors, and then they weren't. Like, I would just love it if that was his reality, as he's just like, what the fuck? I've been coming here five times a month. I never get my dick sucked. And it's just like college <laughs> students actually studying. Like, I don't know why that guy is. He'll give me $200 cash tip. I, I don't know. I don't know what he wants. <laughs> Beats me. Guy's like, I'm, I'm $3,000 in debt. I still haven't gotten my fucking. I'm going to fucking. I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a speaking rough of, economy. Speaking of horny boys. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Speaking of. Uh. We're going to get into that today. This is going to be a very horny episode. Like, yeah. Yeah. If normally you let your kids listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. Today's I don't even know. To skip. Yeah. And, and Solomon is kind of a horny guy a lot. Like, he often talks about the dangers of horrors and, like, like being like, yeah, but don't do that, man. Just fucking suck your wife's tits and if you, you'll, you'll figure it out, you know. Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's also so. great because now maybe this is just through the lens. Well, okay, sorry. But before we talk about Let's it, this is ourselves. the Revelations podcast. I'm Grant. I'm Cole. And we're, we're not episode, doing last names anymore, huh? We're, we're not get, doing last. I'm, we're gonna get. We're gonna get even darker. <laughs> yeah. What What episode is this? Fuck. We're gonna have to go back and just bleep out our last names in every single. No, episode. I'm not gonna go through that effort. I'm just gonna oh, slide sure. off of it. Because I would we're, go off the fucking rails. We're on episode 144. Yeah, sounds about right. So, episode one forty four, we done talked about all kinds of stuff. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. We just finished Ecclesiastes, yeah, and now we're on to a new book called Song of Psalms. Regrettably, I feel like when we started this podcast, we were like, "Oh yeah, by the time we get to episode one twenty, we're going to be a polished, well oiled machine." But hell it's no, just gets sloppier and sloppier. So we it. go in and out of sloppiness. I feel like, yeah, you know. It's with the seasons of our lives. Yeah. To everything yeah, so, there is a season. You know? Sometimes there's like a damp season where it's really sloppy and then Well, like, we're about to have a damp season on this episode. We're in a damp we're gonna fucking this is gonna be a moist episode. Soaking wet episode. We're we are sloppy to reflect that. Yeah. Uh it's it's again, Song of Songs, also known as I think Song of Solomon and My some, book calls it Song of Solomon. Yeah, there's or Song of Psalms, even I think I've seen. All kinds of stupid fucking names for this book. Hmm. Mine says Song of Songs, so I, we'll go with that, which is stupid because it's like, what? Is, I don't know. Song of Songs, what does that mean? No one knows. Uh, do you got any history on this thing? I didn't really. I do. Let's do it. Um, so, again, this is another book that's attributed to Solomon, but it's not really, like, the actual history behind it. I feel like this is the book people care the least about. Like, I feel like it's not particularly... Uh, like Proverbs and like Ecclesiastes, I think those are the important ones where people are like, oh, we got to find more. But the Song of Solomon, like, yeah, dude's horny. I don't know. Like, I don't know how deep I want to go into who wrote this shit. 
but yeah. it's attributed to Solomon in 10th century BC. Uh, and I guess when we, I, I, I was listening to the last episode uh, for the recap notes and stuff like that, but um, I guess I was under the impression that this would be like, in the same way that Ecclesiastes was like Proverbs summed up, that this would be like Psalms summed up, and it is not that. It is okay. it is a song, but it's horny. It is a horny song. Yeah, Psalms was very uh, much about God. Song of Songs or Song of Solomon is very much about ass and titties, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And even some dick. A little bit of dick. You know, maybe, a little maybe. bit of dick slips but, uh, in there. I guess, I guess, I don't know. I think when I think of Christians, I don't think about a sexually fulfilling relationship. And maybe no. that's just because of like the puritanical aspect of American Christianity. Where according to this, it's I, I think Song of Solomon to be summed up is like, yo, bro, if you love God and life's good, you want to be just dicking your wife down, and you guys dicking each other down, and just you just want to be fucking sloppy. You want to be sixty nine in the in your new shower that you built, you know? Yeah, all those things. You know, so that's that's Song of Solomon. <laughs> uh, um, we'll, we'll get into it, but um, let's describe because we're gonna do this in one episode, right? We yeah, agree. we're just gonna we're just gonna wrap it up. Yeah, Song of Solomon uh, has ties to Syrian wedding songs, a collection of, this is my Bible saying, a collection of pagan fertility cult liturgies, and an anthology of unrelated love songs. Um, so they're outright admitting that it kind of borrowed from some of this stuff, or are they saying the opposite? Well, I, no, they're saying that, like, it's probably just a product of the times, maybe. I mean, Solomon probably fucked some Syrian chicks. Well, he probably yeah. fuck some pagan girls, you know. He, I he, dare you to think of an ancient civilization that he did not fuck. Yeah, so at least five a, women. If from there's it. a nexus of pagan fertility cult liturgies, I guarantee Solomon's at the the crux of it. So, I would argue that Mayan temples were actually supposed to resemble Solomon's penis. <laughs> <laughs> just the he's, head, obviously. He's probably the source of a lot of like STDs. Like, yes. there probably was, like, half of herpes in Egypt and another half of it in Syria. And somehow when they met him, they were like, oh, hey, we should hang out. We should bind forces. Really fast sidebar. Did you see that there's a new STD discovered in the UK that uh, has beef, a beefy red source is how it's oh. described. Okay, anyways. Beefy. Could, they should name it after Solomon. Um, <laughs> I don't know what beefy means. I don't like it. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, after we finish this, after we finish this episode, I want to talk. I bought a new book that is okay. loosely attributed to Solomon that has nothing to do with this. Oh, okay. We still have to talk about the Holocaust too. All right. right. Anyways, um, so the way that this book works is there are three parties present. Essentially, there's the man, there's the woman, and then there's their friends because apparently they're voyeuristic in their sexual mm. yeah. exploits. So it basically, it? there's like stanza. It's almost like a play, right? Like a a dialogue based I, play. I was curious what your interpretation of it was because, yeah. like, I'm reading because like my Bible starts off with a summary and a history of every book. So uh-huh. I'm reading, and they're like, "Yeah, this is a song written by Solomon about you know some particularly good ass he had once." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. And then you read it, and it's like, uh, we'll just get into it. The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Because of the fragrance of your good ointments, your name is ointment poured forth. 
Therefore, the virgins love you. Draw me away. And I'm like, okay, so he's fucking a dude? Like, I don't understand it, you know? And apparently it's from the perspective. And I, I the only way I could know this is because oh. there is an insert in the Bible that says, that's not part of the official text. Yeah. But it just says the words of the Shulamite. Oh, and mine, mine has this really handy, and I'll see if I can show it to you. So before each, like, little stanza, mm-hmm. it says, like, she right there, and then friends, and then he. Yeah. So it lets you know who's talking. So I'm guessing it was a song that is sung by multiple parties or attributed. It doesn't make sense on how it could work. It's like a Kid Rock Sheryl Crow song. <laughs> what? Oh, well, I don't know. I put your picture away. Oh, okay. So they're each, yeah. they're, they're each kind of... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good one. Because that's just horny, too. I was thinking it was kind of like... I was thinking it was kind of like a um, uh, a play by five-year-olds, you know? Yeah. Okay. Where, like, you just have five, you just have five kids standing there. And they're like, I am the North Wind, and I don't think you should be doing that shit. And the guy's mm. like, and I'm a tree, and I fuck, I hate caterpillars, you know? And it's like, it's yeah. just a bunch of people sort of like pseudo introducing themselves and then just yelling their shit. Hell yeah. You know? So my, my Bible says we have the Shulamite. I, I, your Bible says she, so I, I don't know yeah. how to identify as it, but my Bible calls it the Shulamite, which my Bible's like, knows that Shulamite. Kind of like Solomon. You're like, I guess. I don't know. It's almost, I guess this could be worse. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's Well, my Bible does make a point to at least say the main male and female speakers are indicated by the captions he and she. The words of others are marked as friends. In some instances, the divisions and the captions are debatable. So they even admit that they don't have any fucking idea what they're talking about. So I guess it was. it's it's more like, I guess it's like reading a, um, what is it, a script, a screenplay? You a know, screenplay. It is very, yeah, a horny words, screenplay. Where you have a person and then the words that they're saying. Anyway, so we have a couple yeah. of we have a couple of people here. We have the woman, the lady, the Shulamite. Yeah. We have the daughters of the Jews. I guess just a bunch of ladies. And then you have, like, her beloved, which I guess is referencing Solomon. And then I think there's one other person. Isn't there just, like, the dude or some shit? No, mine just has man, woman, friends. Okay, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, we'll, we'll assume it's uh, Solomon's lady, the yeah. people, the daughters of Jerusalem. I don't know, mine calls it the daughters of Jerusalem, so I'm guessing it's just all the other competitive bitches. Yeah, mine just calls them friends. Solomon. Like, yeah. just people making observations, like outsiders that are observing the relationship and, like, encouraging them, right? Which, it, it's a... Yeah, I mean that's some- it's hard, it's really hard to understand the way it's written. It's she's like she's like oh my god I I <laughs> like the first verse the first chapter I guess it's just like oh I fucking love Solomon I want to marry that dude I want him to kiss me all over and uh, I want I want his his fucking dick is like good oil that is the first thing she calls for you're right yeah. she says let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth as opposed to I don't know butthole kisses I don't know what else you can kiss with <laughs> yeah. uh. Uh, she she gets it gets interesting. So she you know she opens up talking about how she's pining for her man. Her friends say, "Yay, we're happy for you. We're so glad that you have him." She's like, "How right you know they are, my friends, to adore you." Talking about Solomon, she says, "Dark am I yet lovely." That sounds racist. Uh, so what my Bible says, yeah, because it's like she. So basically, she's like, "I love Solomon. I fucking my the king brought me to his bed chambers. He's a fucking good dude. We're banging like rabbits. We fucking love that dick." And yeah. her, and then it just cuts to the friends like, "And we're happy for you." I can't. Yeah. I love to. I love to hear it. Yeah, you know? we love to see a queen flourish like this. And she says, 
I am dark but lovely, O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon. Do not look upon me because I am dark, because the sun has tanned me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. So she's a worker class girl who has to tend to her family's vineyards. It gives me Cinderella vibes, right? Cinderella vibes. Uh, that she's being punished by like her mother and sisters, kind of. I didn't, or by her family. It, I didn't get that vibe when I read it, but yeah, the, the whole point is that she's in charge of taking care of her family's vineyards. Yeah, even so though not, she can't take care of her own vineyard. Yeah, she's not a peasant. She's being she's like has a well off family by all accounts, but she's treated like Cinderella, like shit. Like she has yeah. to go. Yeah, and then and she's about to find there. her prince. You know she's, she's just on her knees, covered in his shit, because he just dumped on her chest, and then he's, like, yeah. knighting her with his dick. That's right. That's what um, I fantasize about it. So, yeah, she's talking about that. Uh, very cool. Her friends are like, uh, I don't know. This is stupid. Basically, it reminds me of the story of um, Jacob, I think. And, like, his whole thing, wasn't he the one that had to go find Rachel? But he And it was, like, meet her at the well. And she knew to go to the well to hang out because, like, that's where you can get some good shepherd dick. It's kind of like uh, what her friends do here. The story of Jacob is that he was kind of a fucking nerd, right? And well, then, one of them got he was the one that got sent off to the, go find his wife. Uh, and the wife was supposed to hang out at the well, and that's to find a husband, and that's where she found him. It was like I'm trying to think because there's a couple. The story of I, I, I feel like I feel like Isaac. you're missing one, Isaac. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is that this is a similar description. Like She's like, I'm going to go hang out where the shepherds do so I can find myself a good man. And her friends are like, hell yeah, follow the, tr- the sheep tracks. That's where you're going to get one. Like how to stalk and hunt a husband who is a shepherd. Well, it, I guess the whole point, they're like, she's like, I got to find me a good man. They're like, yeah, go look where the shepherds are because shepherds have land and flocks and money. Yeah. And yeah, hard they, workers. They didn't. They didn't say go to the old gambling den and find like a Korean yeah. guy or something. You know. Yeah, I don't think Koreans have any sort of farming or shepherding instincts. Yeah, I so. don't think they do. Uh, so then it switches to the man. All right. So the friends are like, "Yeah, you go get a good shepherd boy." And then the man's like, "He said, I mean, he just turns on the horny juice up to a hundred. Right up to this point, it's like very ca- like casually flirtatious, and then he comes in." says he speaks i liken you my darling to a mare among pharaoh's chariot horses which first off today guys if you're single out there don't be comparing your your bitch to a horse all right, right. she's not gonna, it's not gonna land you're like a young philly and then that that guy does brony shit that's what, that's what you're gonna find, you're gonna find <laughs> yeah fucking- back then it was cool to say that because i don't know i get it horses are sexy Right. Oh, no yeah. question. Fine. But nowadays Give we're discouraged from admitting this. <laughs> um, yeah, he talks about how her cheeks are beautiful. Um, that he's going to make her some earrings, and already she's like, "All right, this is dope." So she starts. She's like, "Let me tell you the story. I'm at the king's stable. My perfume, it's spreading." Uh, she, she's basically there trying to pick up a guy. I guess right. It talks about how. Her beloved is to her a sachet of myrrh. So now she's talking the guy up, right? Mm-hmm. Get, which I don't get how we went from her like needing to find a guy, and now suddenly she's talking about him. It's it's very disjointed this whole thing. I, I guess I so to sum up like where we're gonna go. I, I, it's kind of hard to describe this without just going into every verse. 
But basically, she's like, I need a man. And then they're like, yeah, we fucking love you. And she's like, I do love a guy. And it, it seemed like she was like already talking about like, I'm beloved. I love my guy. And then like, then she's looking for a guy and then she finds him. And then he's like, I fucking want that ass. Yeah, he does. I don't know. But the whole point is, it's like, I don't know. What, what would you call it? Like the foot, like the notebook or some shit where it's like, a, yeah, this a, is a, the, rom- a rom-com. I don't know. It is. This is the courtship phase, right? Where they're kind of laying on some cutesy type shit. Like it's not getting, um. It's not overly horny yet. It's definitely the vibe is there. It's like yeah. this is like youth group horny at this point. Yeah. You know, it's just like wow, you're it's fair bubbling. and you're like a you're like a young horse. Yeah, but we're gonna get into some wild shit. Um, that's chapter one. Basically, they're going back and forth, right? Uh, we're gonna have a great house together. The beams are gonna be made They're out of just cedar. Flirting. It's the flirt. It's the flirt chapter. It's the flirt chapter. Um, so he says to her. He says, like a lily among thorns is my darling among the young women, right? So I love this because then she says back, like an apple tree among the trees of the forest is my beloved among the young men. I love the idea that a good woman is like so special because normally they're just shitty thorns and like right. there's one flower. Whereas the man, she's like, yeah, trees are great. You're a, you're a better tree. But like, obviously, all men are great. Yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 inequality in the two metaphors, I think, is just so funny. <laughs> You're like a young filly in a field full of whores. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're a pretty good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, amongst the pantheon of handsome Jew guys, there's you who also has apples. Yeah, you have apples, too, so that's great. I love it. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, she... she uh, keeps going. She's talking about how great he is. She delights to sit in his shade. We're sticking with the apple. And his fruit is sweet to my taste, which, of course, is speaking about giving him a rim job. Uh, right. She's getting really excited about him. Where's this part? I had. A- oh, yeah. This is creepy. So she gets down about halfway through chapter two. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. All right. I'm with you. That's a good horny imagery. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows. <laughs> okay, wait up. Whoa. So if we're, if, if, we're, if we're reading between the lines here, she's like, I'm a horny girl. I'm working my vineyards. I'm so sad. I wish I could find a man. She meets a dude. They immediately are like flirting. And then now he's like hanging outside of her house, looking through the windows. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, hey, is that is that Solomon creeping with those weird cat eyes of his? Yeah. You better believe it. Those beefy sores. <laughs> <laughs> the beefiest. Um, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty weird. Suddenly it takes this turn that he's out there hanging out, po- peeking through the windows, uh, peering through the lattice, it says. Um, so then she starts, I don't know, she talks about some other shit. It gets back to her, my dove, or to him talking, my dove in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding place of the mountainside, show me your face. He's pining, right? Um, and, and then she wraps up chapter two talking about how she's his and, uh, he's great. He's like a gazelle and a young stag. They keep saying that they use a lot of, uh, repetition when it comes to their, Yeah, I mean, we don't really have to, uh, yeah, yeah. They're flirting. Well, you just want to get to the funniest, horniest parts. No, I I just, let's just sum up each chapter, you know, like kind of like, like what, what, what is going on? Let's, let's, let's pretend we heard this from a friend of a friend of a friend and we're just like, we don't actually know what happens. You know, sure. Like, chapter like, three is all her talking. Chapter three is that she wakes up one night, Solomon's gone, or whoever the fuck, her beloved, 
And she's like looking for him and she's like, hey, have you seen my boyfriend? I don't know where the fuck he is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then she just happens to like find him on the street. So she drags him to his mother's home and basically says, hey, uh, I've got you now. I'm going to drag you to my house to keep you away, you know, to like lock you down. And she basically says, hey, all you bitches in Jerusalem, please try not to fuck my man. She's like lifts up her leg and pisses on him. <laughs> <laughs> Just cool. But I, it's like a weird. So like if we're, if we're trying to if we're, I, I feel like this is crafting uh, like a story. Like if you were trying to make a movie and you're just trying to sum up the, the scenes here. The point is they had, the, you know, it, I guess it's just a song that's supposed to explain like the love. I guess I don't know. It's hard to describe it. I guess maybe maybe if I put any thought into it, but basically she's like, yeah, it's a story of a girl who meets a guy, they fall in love, and then later she wakes up and he's gone because he's like cruising the red light district. Yeah, and she grabs him, which I nowadays I'd be like, girl, fucking cut him loose. That's a red yeah, flag. I don't care flags. how many fucking sheep he has. Yeah, and um, I noticed that she's like yelling at the uh, other women. Like, again, men just have no agency, you know. Well, just, what is she going to do? Yeah. She's like, I'm going to drag him into my mom's house to, like, put him in lockdown and just be like, hey, women, please stop trying to fuck my man. Yeah. It's hard to keep a good one, to, you know. It's funny because this kind of sounds like the opposite of incel culture. Where it's like, oh, you know, women are all. I feel like this is the way the incels talk about women. Is like, oh, they're all run through and da da da. Don't let the, <laughs> all the other chads already got to her and like fucking chads. Da, da. I, guess, I guess incels hate everyone, so maybe that's not the best yeah, comparison. They, but, they even hate themselves. I don't think they're really. Yeah. God bless them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she goes on. She talks about how great he is. She talks about Solomon's carriage, I guess, because he doesn't have any other things worth mentioning. Um, it's gold and silver. God made it for him. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Just talking about talking up Solomon, which I'm sure he wrote. You know, in the POV yeah. of a woman. Like, chapter four is just all him talking about how much his girlfriend thinks he's handsome. I want to do chapter four because uh, he describes her at the beginning. And they're funny. And we only need to read these once. But he uses these same metaphors over and over again. But okay. at least hearing them once is pretty funny. So, how beautiful you are, my darling. Just let's focus on each of these for a second. Your eyes behind your veil are doves. Okay, her eyes are like doves. I don't, I don't, whatever. Uh, your hair is like a flock of goats. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep just shorn. I get that. White, just shorn sheep is white. That's fine. Yeah. Um, each has its twin. Not one of them is alone. Good. So your teeth are symmetrical. That has to be rare back then. Uh, your lips are like a scarlet ribbon. Your mouth is lovely. That's okay. All right, here's where it gets weird. Your temples behind your veil, which I guess, you know, literally means temples, right? The side of your head. Mm hmm. Are like halves of a pomegranate. <laughs> yeah, aren't pomegranates like gross red. and red? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> girl, she gets a beefy red source. You don't want that. Fucking... I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe they like maybe they used to just like I don't know. Maybe like the makeup of the time was just to take a bunch of fucking a bunch of red blush. Yeah, just yeah. Be like, it gets man, weirder. How hot is she? The sides right next to her fucking eyes are blood red. And it, bumpy. It it keeps getting weirder because then he says, your neck is like the Tower of David built with courses of stone on it hanging a thousand shields. Yeah, <laughs> is that like a scaly neck? Is that a, is he describing a dragon? Is this yeah, small? you know how you know how your neck is defined by its mason-like appearance? <laughs> and incredible length. 
I'm trying to remember. Wasn't I? I, I no, I can't think of it. Uh, was there a tower, David? Did he even have a tower? He must. No, have, this is some made up shit. Um, your uh, let's see. Your breasts, of course, are like two baby gazelles. I don't know, mm-hmm. wandering around aimlessly and tripping over their own feet. I guess. Uh, Mine says your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, which well, feed yeah. among the lilies. Yeah, know. just out there nuzzling the grass. Two, two bags of sand. <laughs> yeah, couldn't. there's. I don't know why you would use the gazelle. Um, yeah, so now we're talking about boobs. So you know he's really turning up the horniness. Yeah. Um, he's he's begging her to come with him, from to leave Lebanon. Uh, you've stolen my heart. He refers to this woman that he is, uh, so thirsty over as his sister. Kind of weird, but whatever. Um, yeah, his, her lips are like sweet honeycomb, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a couple of verses here that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll finish it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're fucking hot. Um, yeah. Number 12, uh, 412, a garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse, a spring shut up, a fountain sealed. Your plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, fragrant henna with spikenard. Spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, with all chief spices. She's talking about her bush? A fountain of gardens, a well of living waters, and streams from Lebanon. So... <laughs> so what this is like my bible like there's a couple parts where my bible's like yeah yeah fine okay they're trying to find ways to like make this palatable you know yeah or, or at least like turn it so the whole point is he's like hey and by the way your fucking pussy is like a sealed garden it's all mine it's like a well that's been shut up i can yeah. just I, I just look at your blast doors and i just think there is a well with a lid on it and the only, only one I can to, open. The only one that gets to crack it open is me, and oh boy, them smells. <laughs> yeah, and then she fires back with this one: "Blow on my garden, that its fragrance may spread everywhere. Let my beloved come into his garden and taste its choice fruits." Woo! I'm Woo! gonna find a break in a cold shower. Damn, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and like the whole point is like, yeah, we're not married. You're a virgin, and she's like, yeah, but oh. Why don't you come in here and taste my fucking pomegranates? It's like, Jesus. Hell yeah. Guys, you're going to get pregnant. Oh yeah. Just talking like that. Um, So that's chapter four. Chapter five starts with him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I came to the garden. Yeah, I'm in there now. I'm fucking eating the honeycomb. I'm drinking the milk. Yeah, like this this is, so, so I'm assuming she was like, yeah, you know, yes, I am a virgin. Yes, my gates are sealed, wink. But yeah. uh, you can come in here and taste it. So I'm assuming he's going down on her. Yeah. And the way he describes it is he is, I have gathered I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Yeah, if she's you're, on a period. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> it tastes, I mean, it, it's like wine mixed with curdled milk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Eat, oh friends, drink, yes, drink deeply, oh beloved ones. That's her friends are just whispering from outside. Imagine having a friend. My, my Bible says this, up, she says to his friends. The beloved is saying this to his friends. Hey, you yeah. guys want to taste? Yeah, you guys want to get some of this? Mine, that's weird. Mine says that the friends say that. Oh. That they're telling him to eat that pussy. 
interesting. That does completely change it. Like, yeah, it, it, like your boys being like, "Yeah, man, get in there," and they're just cheering hey, you on. Like, who wants to see no me fuck this the whole, my, You know, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have some. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, I'm just saying, like, but my Bible says that, like, um, the the Shulamite tastefully, poetically, and directly invites her lover to come and fully possess her in intimate lovemaking. She is available and willing for him to enjoy her as one would enjoy the choice fruits of a garden. Um, Goddamn. But um, her, she fires back with the horniest shit yet, though. My beloved thrust his hand through the latch opening. My heart began to pound for him. Oh, God. I arose to open for my beloved, and my hands dripped with myrrh. My fingers with flowing myrrh on the handles of the bolt. I opened for my beloved, but he had gone. Ooh. He pulled out. Mm, good for him. He was teasing her, dude. That's right. what you got to do, though. Hey, he incels, just... take notes. <laughs> take notes. You want to have yeah. your fingers dripping with myrrh? On locks and bolts and stuff. That's what's up. That's fucking... That's what's up. I'll get her going. I'm assuming bolt is his penis, right? Uh, probably. I don't know. Maybe it's his balls. Maybe maybe she's thumbing his butthole and he is just fucking (laughs) full mast. I don't know what these these freaks do. I love them. Um... So then the friends ask her, Hey, okay, well tell us, how is he better? What makes him so good? How is he better than others? And she's like, well, he's ruddy, which I think just means he's red in the face. I um, thought ruddy was like um, squat. No, it's like, like redheaded a, and red-faced. And like red. It means reddishness. Oh. Um, he's he's outstanding among 10,000. His head is pure gold, blah, blah, blah. She just talks him up, right? His arms are rods of gold, which sounds actually quite malleable. Um, yeah, the point is, it's two teenagers that are, all they want to talk about is yeah. how much they fucking love each other and how they want to yeah. fuck. And if you're not an incel or had a decent like life during high school, you probably had a relationship like this. You get it. If you're a fucking That's loser, chapter you five, that chick. Uh, chapter six, they're back at it. Um, my beloved's gone down to his garden to the beds of spice. Yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. Then, then it switches to him. He starts talking about how beautiful she is. He's bragging that she's the only daughter of her mother. I guess that's good not to have sisters. I don't know why. Uh, but I don't know. That's first nine. I guess she has no nine. competition. I don't know. <laughs> six nine. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. That's chapter six. They're happy. Chapter seven, some weird horny stuff again. Your navel is a rounded goblet that never lacks blended wine. Your belly button is always full of wine. What? I don't... What does that mean? I don't know, man. He's doing some weird shit. Yeah, it just He's keeps like, getting more bizarrely horny. He goes <laughs> back to her breasts or our gazelles again. Um, that her head is... Her head crowns her like Mount Carmel. Great. Your statures is like a palm tree. Your breasts are like its clusters. Weird. Just sagging down from the tree. I guess. Um... Then she's like, may the wine go straight to my beloved, blah, 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 pour down his throat. Great. Then chapter eight, this is weird. She opens up. She's still talking about how horny she is for him. She says, if only you were to me like a brother who was nursed at my mother's breasts. 
okay, this is getting fucking Alabama. <laughs> if I should find you outside, I would kiss you. I would not be despised. I would lead you and bring you into the house of my mother. She our who mother, used to instruct me. Our mother. <laughs> I would cause you to drink of spiced wine of the juice of my pomegranate. Jesus. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just at that phase in their relationship where they're getting kinky now. She's like, you know they're what like, really turned me on? Yeah. If you pretended to be my brother and I take you to my mother's bed, forcibly get you drunk, and then sit on your face. It's literally it's like, the Joe Dirt scene. <laughs> <laughs> you're my sister. You're my sister. You're my sister. You're my sister. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Great. Hot, well, at least now we know where David Spade got that from. The first, well, that's the what the, that's, the, that's the name of this episode. The first incest pour. <laughs> Stepbrother, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, wishes that they wish that they were siblings so that the sex would be hotter. Yeah. Uh, under the apple tree, I roused you. Blah blah blah. That's where your mother conceived you. Don't know why she knows that. Hmm. Um. Then the weird, the weird friends, the weird like chorus steps in. We have a little sister, and her breasts are not yet grown. What shall we do for her on the day she is spoken for? I don't know. It's kind of creepy. Already planning out the uh, sexual uh, journey for the little kids. Ah, uh, maybe at the time. I don't know. Yeah, I you know. just have like, like an eleven-year-old I mean, run around, like, be like, "Boy, her tits haven't come in yet. We're gonna have to make a plan." This sounds like some Muhammad shit. Uh, uh, so that's, you're not that's, wrong i mean you can say it that's the best that's basically the whole goddamn book that's it chapter eight wraps up um come away my beloved and be like a gazelle or like a young stag on the spice lady mountains i think did we did we skip i feel like there was a part where they actually get married did we miss that part did that not i don't happen? know man basically just like yeah i love you you love me I, now we're getting to the, like the last book is like i wish we were siblings so we could fuck and it'd be dirtier it's like all right it's, so now it's we, badass. We, so we had their initial phase where they're like they just meet, they're flirting, it's all new and fresh. Then we have yeah. the middle phase where they're just you know they're banging and they just they're they're just talking about the future and stuff like that. And then we get to book eight, the late phase where things have died down. They're starting to get into some kink. They're trying to spice yeah. things back up. I wish you were my sister. Yeah, they've been dating for two weeks now. They got to change something up in the bedroom. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> we got to bring in your friends, <laughs> which they did. Which they did. Uh, so Good to their them. credit. Yeah, so that's it. It's just a big horny book. It's about how to it's about how to make love to a woman. Yeah. Like And the answer is words. So here's what you do. You go to the store, you buy a pomegranate, you cut a hole in it, put that shit in the microwave, you fucking Fuck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Making me hot. I I don't know. I don't why is this book here? Is it to is it is this book to let Christians or Jews rather know that it's okay to be sexy with your wife and how to seduce her? That's interesting. Let, so, so, book's done. Let's. Uh, we're not going to do a recap, so we can just. This we'll is just the recap. Right we'll just fucking yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, I guess ultimately, it's a. I feel like a lot of the Bible is like, oh yeah, you know. You know, do good works and and pray at the altar and, and don't do this and don't do that. Bring a bunch of beef to a priest. Blah 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 blah. You know, whatever <laughs> the fuck you know. Uh, and then this is just like, also, though, it's kind of cool. I mean, at the same point, like, what are we all doing on this fucking planet? Ultimately, yeah. it's just like, why am I doing any of this if it's not to just fucking plow my wife? I don't know. So get in there, you know? Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, it makes me think of, like, church days as a kiddo. Mm-hmm. And there was always this interesting 
delineation of in youth group, of course, and with teenagers and like all that, it's all about like not being too horny, right? Because they know it's happening. It's brewing. It's fucking yeah. bubbling. In fact, some of the youth pastors are even taking a little dip. <laughs> we're all pool. in our we're all in our Sunday best, all made up there at fucking eight in the morning. Yeah, it's on our minds. Yeah. So the point is that like a lot of work that's done in youth groups, especially, is to dehornify people to like help us be aware of our lust and control it, which is not fun. But what I think is mm-hmm. also an interesting thing that you see a lot of is that they talk about how good sex is going to be. And they're always having to write books about how to be sexy in your God approved relationships. And I think it's because there's so much work done to dehornify you that you have to have a way to turn it back on when it's the right time. Cause we need fucking children or we're going to go extinct. And so right. I think it's, that's what song of Solomon or song of songs is, is like, okay, but for real, once you do lock it down, you need to be beating that pussy up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. I It is kind of a weird... Uh, I don't... Well, first of all, I don't think this was a problem for the Jews, per se. I, okay. I, I don't think they... I mean, if anything, That's they're fair. just like... They're just like the, the biggest problem they have with sex is, uh, you know, whores can ruin your fucking livelihood, you know? Yeah. You want to watch out for that. There's a... There's a but I, I feel like... I think in their instance, their specific notation is, hey, just, you know, you could be busting up in girls all day long, but it's better. It's just more enjoyable. Learn to like what you got, you know. Um, I This is kind of loosely related, but I used to watch a lot of true TV when I was in college. I didn't have – you and I both did not have TV growing up, which is correct. That's why we're friends to this day. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're fucked up. Didn't have enough. Uh, didn't have enough uh, adventure, you know, uh, te- television to like mellow me yeah. out and keep me distracted. So I was stuck Bingo. with my own imagination, and we can see where that would lead to. Yes. Um, anyway, so now I'm in college. I finally have like TVs with my dorm. Like, ah, oh, fuck yeah! And all I'm doing is watching True TV all day long. And they used to have Cheaters, which is, I guess, like a. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know how much of it was ever real, but it was a show where like they would have like a private eye. Who okay. like someone would be like, hey, I think my husband's cheating on me. And they're like, you know, it'd be good t- content. You know what? I bet you'd love if we followed him and then we put a bunch of hidden cameras in their hotel room and then we bust in there while he's fucking your friend. And, and then you just, can see the footage of it. Yeah, and then you can have a big old fight in the parking lot, and we'll <laughs> be there, and he'll be there, and your friend will be there because that's who's fucking him, and it'll just be yeah television. Right? And we'll give you five hundred dollars for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but they would interview the guy afterwards and be like, dude, what are you thinking? You know, and he'd be like trying to explain like why he's fucking like just random chicks, you know? Yeah. And and not just fucking them, but like a whole on side relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and second I, I, family. A common theme, and I'm no expert, you know, and I'm sure they weren't all like this, but a common theme was like, you know, well, you know, we never, our relationship's dying, we never hang out. So it's like, well, you've been taking this chick on like date nights and like, like your wife's like, Hey, you're going to come home and fuck me. He's like, I can't, I'm busy. I'm working late. And he's like doing actual date night shit. Yeah. Like his wife's begging him to take her to the movies. And he's like, no, I, you know, and then he's like complaining that like, yeah, but our bedroom's dead. So I have to go find it because of him. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, our, our bedroom's dead and we just don't communicate anymore. We don't connect. So I found a random girl who I can then take to the movies. And it's like, yeah. you know, if you took your wife to the movies and had a date night, you'd probably probably bust up in there i don't know you might if you put the effort in your own house you might be able to just get that sure it's a assuming pathetic, that's the problem would really it's just a pathetic to get your dick wet with attempt strange. 
to put off responsibility. Right. Of course. Right. Right. But, but also just like the idea of like, uh, you know, you're complaining that your relationship is dead. Yeah. When you're still putting forth effort now, but now you're just putting elsewhere. it forward with someone else, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. tell you how to live your life, but it seemed obvious to me what you the know. problem was like she's just like what do you mean I, I wanted to see the new avengers he's like i'm busy <laughs> like, yeah i'm busy getting head in the back of the new avengers movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know from the I secretary tried. yeah so i don't know i i think there's a I, I feel like that's sort of the central theme here i mean there's a lot of stuff going on she's like there, there's the whole like um the the part where she's like running around town trying to find solomon and just catches him trying to fuck some strange and like drags him home that's one of the things that's more maybe problematic you know like my bible's like yeah you know you'll notice that even though some relationships have some strife you know uh and obviously men are going to wander it's up it's like the woman's job you'll notice the bible shows you that it's the woman's job to like catch her man and drag him home you know and try to like lock him down just keep him from doing what men are naturally gonna do you know it's so funny because that is such a trope and the bible made it you know, yeah, of Probably. like it's like the woman's job to not only um, track down and like you're responsible for keeping your man from fucking other women, but yeah. also that it's your responsibility. It's honorable to then forgive them and maintain the marriage because yeah, the only reason he had to go looking was because you wasn't fucking breaking it down hard enough. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's true. Why didn't she put in more effort? Keep it yeah. on lock, you know, but why didn't but, you, you know, take that twerking class that you said you were going to take? Whereas like now, if it was like, if, if, if you found a normal woman in today's society, yeah, and you're good like, what's luck. that? <laughs> and you're like, what's that? Like, yeah, I just keep having to like put a tracker on his car. Cause he keeps banging whores. I'd be like, I don't, Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Like, well, the Bible says you got to stick with him. I was like, I don't know, girl. I, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd get a lawyer, maybe. I don't know. Tell you what to do. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the flaw of the Bible, right? Is that it's really fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> but certainly, it's a, it's a, it, the Bible is in no uncertain terms, kind of like putting that up there. It's like, yeah, look at this. And my Bible concordance. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Because uh, that's one of the ones where it really like comes in hard. Um, three, four through five, my Bible's concordance. Sex as God designed in proper place and time is good, powerful, living, unifying. Outside of God's design, it becomes evil, cruel, perverted, and divisive. Whereas humanism overemphasizes the flesh and denies the spiritual, aestheticism overemphasizes the spirit and tends to ignore the importance of the physical. God, however, in his plan for Christian marriage, unites both spirit and flesh in the one flesh intimacy to unite two people totally. Hmm. So, and it basically says, though the Bible is not a book on sex, it does contain a complete theology of sexuality, including the purposes of sex, warnings against its misuse, and a beautiful picture of the ideal physical intimacy as set forth in this beautiful and holy song. Oh, I you know, and something I didn't even notice, and maybe I don't know, maybe that adds more context to it, is that um, I'm reading my concordance now. So verses three, so right after the verse, it's chapter three where she's like catching him in cat houses or whatever. Uh, yeah. At the end of that, right after she says, "Hey, uh, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, try not to fuck my man," the next verse is literally them getting married. 
I knew it was in there somewhere, but three through okay. six through eleven is like, oh yeah, we're coming out of the pillars of smoke, and like we had sixty valiant men around us, and we're getting married, and we've got the chariot or whatever, blah 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 blah. You know, I guess I guess six through eleven is them getting married. You wow, know, and sixty King, valiant men, huh? See King Solomon with his crown, with his which his mother crowned him on the day of his wedding, the day of gladness of his heart. So I guess the context is like, like the night before they get married, like right before. She's like, I gotta marry Solomon, and then she's like, Oh yeah, he's a fucking scoundrel. Which is also weird when you, especially when you think about the fact that he had like twice as many concubines as actual wives. I mean, it's not like yeah. So she was like running around his bachelor. She was tracking down him and his boys at the bachelor party. Yeah, of him just like and banging. pulling off strippers and stuff. Yeah, pretty. Gross. Come on, what a prude. Also, in context, like think about it, like so the book is like, yeah, this is this is how a relationship should be. You're supposed to flirt. You have those moments of things. Sometimes you get a little out wild, but she forgives you. She's got to. And then, you know, and then you get married, and then you just plow, 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 plow. All good things. But. Yeah. Coming from Solomon. Of course she forgives you. Does she want to be battered and homeless? Yeah. (laughs) Would she want to go back to her brother's vineyards? Right. Is that what you got Uh, planned? I hate Uh, her. But then also, from the context of, again, this is Solomon. The man of 300 wives and 700 concubines. So, I don't know. Yeah. He was doing this, yeah. like, he was doing this three times a year. This is all he had time to do. Yeah, this is it. This is his entire job. This and learning about trees. He was like, yeah. he would just, he would just, he would just, like, that's what he would do in his refactory period. Which now I'm thinking trees are just a metaphor for bush. <laughs> he now knew, that you th- like, they're like, he knew a lot about trees. He's like, yeah, I do. I know a lot. Yeah. About, I know a lot about scrub. Yeah. <laughs> that burning bush. Yeah. All right. Um, that's fun. That's a good book. You know? It's yeah. a good it's stupid and I hate it obviously, but like I don't know. In summary, God wants you to have get married and then have a fruitful and this is part of I guess I mean if we're gonna be serious about it, like there's yeah. actual things. Like I I think thus far we've had a few God talking about marriage. One it's between a man and a woman. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Two, um, a woman is supposed to do her fucking job. That means cooking, cleaning, uh, setting aside apples for sale, you know, yeah. organizing your checkbook. That's all her job. Yeah. And three, you got to run up in there sometimes. You got to fucking, she's got sexual needs. She's got a pomegranate that needs you gotta to be You got to bust that eaten. pomegranate wide open. Yeah. Otherwise, she's going to start some Madam and Eve. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't, I, you didn't make that up. Is that something that's did. been said? I've never. I, I've heard Adam and Steve. I've I'm never sure heard Adam and else, Eve. That's brilliant. I'm sure someone else has said it before, yeah, but I did just think it up. It's not the greatest thing that ever came up with, but I've never heard it before, so that's why I'm so confused. <laughs> I guess no one cares about lesbians, though. You know yeah, what I mean? that's fine. Like, we don't. It's two guys fucking that angers God. When two women do it, it's you know whatever. It's just yeah. What are they? What are they even doing? They're just they're just they're just keeping their virginity intact as they practice for men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It oh. probably strengthens the hymen. Uh, they're just wrestling, you know. Yeah, they're wrestling yeah, 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 and yeah. they're just pomegranate tasting. It's not like a Mwah. delicious <laughs> keeping each other fit. All right, so that's Song of Solomon. Our next book is Isaiah. Some real shit. God, I can't wait. I'm so bored with this fucking We're going to get some prophecies. It's going to be wild. It's going to be uh, doom and gloom. And uh, for the next couple of books, I think Jeremiah is the same way. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It's going to talk gloomy. about like 
a black president that comes in and just fucks up the economy yeah. and we got it. Yeah. You know. It's gonna talk he, about, he's uh, gonna fudge those Marxism. unemployment numbers so it looks like they're going down, but really it's just because they're they're actually going up. You can't trust yep. those numbers until our president gets in and then the numbers are good again. Yeah. Critical race theory, all of it. We're gonna cover mm-hmm. it all. It's all bad. It's yeah. all evil. Yeah. All right. Well What's our email that address? is it. If you want to email us, you can do that at Revelations Podcast at gmail.com one day some other socials i bet maybe all right all right and we'll so what, what's this you were saying you said you, you think the holocaust didn't happen Is that what uh, you're no trying no jesus christ <laughs> no there's this big case that's becoming a big deal mm-hmm. in texas basically um but you're glad to be out of there yeah uh the elementary school teachers were told that if they want to have in their classroom libraries books about the holocaust mm-hmm Describing what happens in the Holocaust, they must counter that by having books that also include opposing views to those. What? Like, what? <laughs> first of all, it, I'm sure there is a book that's just all like, because uh, again, I've been to some dark places about like, oh, well, you know, the photos that the uh, spy cameras took of like the chimneys at Auschwitz showed yeah. some doctoring on the shadows, so they couldn't possibly yeah. die, you know, and like, like there wasn't enough Cyclone Z. To like gas all the Jews, you know, blah, blah blah. It's all fucking misinformation bullshit. Yeah, but they're th- th- someone secretly recorded this this fucking meeting where they were being passed this down. I think from on high, right? And they were like, "Yeah, if you have Holocaust books, you have to show the other side of the argument," which What's is <laughs> <laughs> just mind camp in triplicate. Yeah, like, that's that's all. The, the only what is your fucking thought process? Yeah, what are they- it's like. Hairbrained ass, but like, there's no way that an actual publisher has put out a book about Holocaust denial. But there, they are definitely there is definitely literature out there's there. There's manifestos. No yeah, you could go. I could Google it right now and get you a 500 page printout. Yeah, you know? I fax it to my senator every week. But, but I just it makes me wonder what else you have to have. Well, that's where uh, we're that's where we're at as a society. You know, it's like, well, if yeah. we're going to learn about climate change, we should learn some opposing viewpoints. And if kids are going to learn about evolution, there needs to be a class that says maybe not. I don't know. You know, <laughs> we need to learn some. Uh, like, you know, we're teaching everyone about the Trail of Tears. Maybe that didn't happen. Yeah, maybe it didn't happen. You know, we're all we're all hearing about how this uh, this Hitler guy was a bad dude. I need an opposing viewpoint. Ooh, Everything well, needs an opposing the viewpoint. The mustache. You know? Come on, he was everyone, a sweetheart. Everyone needs an opposing viewpoint. Where's the other side of the argument? Also, I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe this is something that I, I never quite understood because I never really thought about it. But the idea of every historical fact. Maybe in fact is the wrong word, but every historical event needing the other side of the story, you know? Yeah, yeah. We should we should we should we should make that book. We should make a book that's all Holocaust denial. Alternative history. It's like and it's just book. called The Holocaust. You may know my name, but you don't know my story. <laughs> I don't think we should do that. <laughs> <laughs>